Welcome to the Morning Star Show with Superfly75. You're listening to OnTheWizardRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWizardRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. Lo siento, lo siento. That means I'm sorry in Spanish. Lo siento, mi es tarde. That means sorry I'm late. Lo siento, mi los tarde. Okay. Yes. EP time. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that's in the chat. I'm sorry I took so long. I. Listen, you know, when a wife gives you like chores around the house to do just random shit and I've been putting it off and I got a late start at the, at the gym and she wanted to do things this morning. I was like, fuck, Ugh. you know how that goes at the, you know, your day won't go right until she has her way type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So yo, shout out to everybody. All right. I'm here. I'm here. A Niners choke again. Listen, it, it, Philly, I need Philly to calm down because y'all have nothing to celebrate. Your city is trash. Your city is a freaking war zone. <laughs> okay. Black people in Philly, I need y'all to calm the fuck down. Your city is a damn war zone. Your children are dying. I saw the report earlier today. Juvenile murders up 80%. Like, I... I I keep trying to tell y'all, these are not children. These are not somebody's child. These are threats. These are potential threats. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That honey to do. Yeah. Listen, I had to clean the fan in the bedroom and then I got to nail some board outside on the fence. Like some shit. Me better call Raul. That's what Raul is for. Like call Raul. The hell I look like boarding up some shit. Dustin and she better call Consuela. Come over here and clean all this stuff. Right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So got a few topics to go over. Got a few topics to go over. And then in a couple hours, it's gonna be it's gonna be me and the Beatles. AKA the, the Grand Inquisitors. So yeah, let's do this. Let me, let me go to my inbox. Hold up. Let me go to my inbox. There's a lot of things going on involving melanated people. Jackson, Mississippi. It's not looking good for y'all. Not looking good for Jackson, Mississippi. I guess it's a good thing that Dion left when he did. Because y'all not, not about to have no damn water in a minute. Okay. 
All right, let's get to the first story. Let's get to the first story. Third war was in the house. Consuela, keep listening. How did Kanye say? You know, at least one time, can I have somebody, a good-looking housekeeper, come through and just bless your boy one time? Every time housekeeping come through, she's always some 40, 50-year-old woman shaped like a potato. Yes, senor, see, si, senor. Like, how come I can't get, like... Somebody that's like 5'9", 5'10", 26, 25, fresh off the boat, just, and will do anything to make sure I'm happy. Like, I can't get one of those housekeepers, like, one time, one time. I can't get me a Latin maid that's going to be like, whichever you like, Bobby, whatever you like, I here for you. Like, what? Yes. 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 Here we go. Jackson, Mississippi, preparing to go without water <laughs> periodically for up to 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Dion said, I'm out. Dion said, I'm out. Dion said, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. U.S. Blues, I see what's happening. What's happening? Uh, come on. What, hey, what's the song go? Um... What the fuck is the song? The Kanye song, we major. One time, can't you know? How you know? Wait, let me find the lyrics from we major. We talked about the uh, housekeeping one time. <laughs> what did he say? Was it Saha's? Was it Saha's verse? What did he say? Let me find it. Let me find it. Oh. Where is it? Oh. The line about the, the, the maid housekeeping. Where is the line about housekeeping? Was it we major? Maybe I got the wrong song. No, this is the wrong song. Okay, what's the song, Sahai's verse, about what even Sahai's verse? No, Chaz, ain't no Philly stand-up. Philly's a war zone. No. No. Ain't no, ain't no. One time, yeah, one time, let it be a bad bitch sweeping. Yes. One time. (laughs) let's get into it the american society of civil engineers gave the u.s a c minus overall for its drinking water systems this is horrible this is horrible this is inexcusable Ah, this is inexcusable baron thank you for the 15 on the cash app appreciate it thank you Five months since the water treatment plant you see here behind me completely failed, leaving people here in Jackson, Mississippi without clean drinking water. And now crews are working to replace Jackson's entire water pipe system. But families and businesses here should be prepared to go without water periodically for the next 10 years. 
Cities across the country are replacing fragile water pipe systems. Besides Jackson, there's Flint, Michigan, Baltimore, Maryland, and Houston, Texas. The systems are replaced section by section after failure, but these years-long projects sometimes cause water main breaks. Every move you make in the chess game to try to alleviate a problem causes pressure to go in another direction. And when it gets to that direction, those old pipes, the water main break. When the water main start to break, it shifts pressure everywhere. And it's especially hard on some of our businesses. Kenneth Wayne Jones serves as Hines County Administrator, which includes Jackson. He says their water crisis was decades in the making, and it's caused years of economic decline. Jackson has seen more than 10% of his residents leave in the past decade. And our research shows over 6,000 of the nearly 9,000 businesses have left the city in that wow. same time period. People rely very heavily upon organizations like ours, Operation D, to provide them with uh, water and you know some base in the city. Now I want to take a minute to say uh, I send my condolences to all my my southern brethren down there in Jackson, Mississippi. Now we over here at Mob Ties going to do our best to help get some of that pipe replaced. You know, because I got some hard hitting pipe fitters myself down here, down here in Fifth Ward, and we, you know, we gonna do what we gotta in do. In November to of twenty twenty two, who's running these ads on my on my platform? Mob Ties don't. Don't, don't take too kindly to these ads. What happened to the story, Sly? I don't know, Mr. Prince. I don't know. What the hell is going on around here? Run it back. Run it back. There we go. There we go. And I just want to say, uh, we over here, we take care of our own. And uh, we're not going to let this go uh, un unfurther anymore. And we need to hold somebody accountable for these grievances while people don't have fresh drinking water. Why do not my people have fresh drinking water? Don't you like fresh drinking water? Don't you like to take hot showers? I like hot showers. My lady, she like hot showers. The babies like hot showers. So we over here at Mob Ties gonna make sure, if we'll take everything, we're gonna make sure everybody got access to clean, fresh drinking water and hot showers. Cause it's only right. It's only right. Super sly. I told your motherfucking ass. Stop talking about me. Mr. Prince, I don't even know you like that. I, bro, it's not even like that. I'm tired of you internet niggas talking smack about me. I'm on the internet too. I see what y'all be saying about me. Listen, don't you know who I am? Sir, yes, I really do. No, you don't, young man. Let me sit you down and learn you something. Sir, you are 50, 60 years old and you're still punking people. I don't extort nobody that did deserve the extorting. Once again, Jay Prince don't extort nobody unless they deserve the extorting. Okay, sir. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let me catch it. Let me get caught up to speed with goddamn ads. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. Since the water pipes serves, he says Wait, their water the, Jackson has seen more than 10% of his residents leave in the past decade. And our research shows over 6,000 of the nearly 9,000 businesses have left the city in that same time period. People rely very heavily upon organizations like ours, Operation D, to provide them with uh, water and you know, some basic necessity because, as I stated, when the water goes out, People cannot even take showers. I told not tell y'all we're gonna talk about hot showers. I told y'all. 
Y'all pay attention. This brother here, Shaw. Go ahead, brother. Speak, speak on it, brother. Speak on it. Frederick Womack with Operation Good says as national attention has shifted to others. His name is Frederick Womack. You can't make this up. Cities or issues, local organizations are feeling the strain and aren't sure if their resources can sustain five to ten more years of water outages. People in Jackson ask for more help from other states. Send drinking water. Continue to send drinking water. You can send them to the city. You can send it to the county. There are so many areas where we need those resources for these people. And it, it's an ongoing process. And it's likely that many cities across the U.S. will need similar resources. After the American Society of Civil Engineers graded U.S. drinking water systems a C- and said many are due for repairs or replacement. In Jackson, Mississippi, Joy Addison, wow. Fox News. This is horrible, y'all. This is terrible stuff. This is terrible. So Flint, of course, Baltimore, uh, and Houston. Uh, what? What you mean down here in Houston? There ain't nothing wrong. Listen, there ain't nothing the goddamn thing wrong with our water down here. Don't you put that on us, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on Fifth Ward. Fifth Ward gonna take care of the water problem down here in Houston. Third Ward Colombian, I know where you live, son. I saw you on Super Slot Channel talking that schmigger to schmack about me. I know, and you are a Houston native. How dare you, son? Go against your own. Go against mob ties. Third Ward Colombian, I saw your YouTube channel for the record. I saw you and that nice young lady. What's her, what's her name? What's her name? And your other partner over there talking that schmigger, that schmack about Fifth Ward business. And ain't none of your business. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Listen, this is the time to buy a property in Jackson. You know, when blacks move out, you know who moves in. This is time to buy a property in Jackson, Mississippi. I know it sounds crazy. You know, it sounded crazy 10, 15 years ago in Detroit. Now Detroit's going to be a new epicenter of just commerce. So we always abandon places where we set our flags. They, they create these conditions where it's unbearable, where you can't live there anymore. And then we leave and they come in and fix the problem and raise the prices and, and, and the income and the, the rates on everything where you can't even afford to come back if you wanted to after they're going to clean it up for you. It's a cold, cold game. Yeah, who's going to be supplying them with water, drinking water for the next 10 years? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's time to invest in Jackson, Mississippi. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm sure Erica will, will be talking about this. Get somebody, get Erica uh, Williams on the horn and tell her, talk about Jackson, Mississippi. 10% of the population is left. 6,000 out of 9,000 businesses left. It's time to come uh, clean up shop in Jackson, Mississippi. All right. That's horrible how they create these conditions for people to, to have to leave to live and, and then leave for whatever reason. All right. Okay. Now, what I want to get to first, I know y'all, y'all really care about the Ricky smiley shit. You know what? Fine. Let's talk about punk ass Ricky smiley. Where's this nigga shit at? Here's this, this, this Ricky much smiley stuff. Now, 
Now, I don't know what kind. Ricky Smiley signed a hell of a contract. Because, <laughs> uh, listen, anybody, I've said this, anybody can get it. This is why you have a bunch of kids. I told y'all, you know, I like the way Future is playing it. Because one of them bitches get out of line. Guess what? The kids got to go. Dude, Future has decades worth of, of offerings lined up. Trust and believe when I tell you this. Nick Cannon has decades worth of offerings lined up. Okay, they gonna be all right. All right, they gonna be all right. Now let me before I pull the clip, just this is run a background on Ricky Smiley's children. Okay, Ricky Smiley's children. Once again, you know he signed a contract. These kids don't even understand what their daddy's into, and they all got to suffer for it. Okay, let's get to the clip. Let's get to the clip, you know, because after the daughter survived the gun, the, the, the gunshot attempt, you know, she was shot at or shot last year, year, maybe 18 months ago. Shit makes no sense. But let's let Ricky Smiley tell it, tell what happened. I don't know why you would come to, to social media to tell all your business. Like, I wouldn't even do this. If I'm a celeb, I'm not going to tell. Come on. You know what? Okay. Everybody move different. Let's go. Hey, um. Okay, wait a minute. Doesn't Kevin, uh, doesn't Ricky Smiley remind you of Kevin Samuels? If there's ever a Kevin Samuels biopic, Ricky Smiley has to play Kevin Samuels. <laughs> Ricky Smiley has to play Kevin Samuels. <laughs> okay, let's go. I just have to, um, I just have bad news this morning. Um, uh, so you got bad news about your son and the first thing you do is come on social media to let all of us know that's how we move in today people so you wake up with bad news and the first thing you want to do is share it with the world social media uh, okay here we go let's go uh, I'm on my way to the airport to get to Birmingham uh huh um I just want everybody to pray for me uh, pray for our family. Uh, my son, uh, Brandon Smiley, has passed away this morning. I'm about to go get on a flight and try to and try to get to Birmingham. Uh, Vicky, good morning. Um, Lord have mercy, Jesus. Just, uh, I just now, Jesus has nothing to do with this, sir. Once again, you woke up with news: your your one of your sons is dead. And the first thing you think to do is to let the world know what your publicist, that's what her job is. Let your publicist do their job. You should be driving like a madman to get to Birmingham to see what happened with your son. Right. But yet you want to take time out your day to tell us your son died. Okay, let's go. Wanna. Um, all our cousins and, and different family members to pray, be strong. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, pray for my son's mother and my son's uh, siblings. Pray for my my son and my daughter, everybody that was raised with Brandon. Pray for Brandon's mother, uh, Brenda, and, and his dad, uh, Taurus, and, and his sister, Taylor. And um and everybody um
I hate to announce this. I uh, just want to give it to you before you hear it in the streets. Um, my son, Brandon Smiley, passed away this morning. And once again, the first thing you think to do is to come let us all know your business. All right. So let's let's look up with the, all the damn kids. Let's let's look up all the goddamn kids, all the little offerings that Ricky has to offer them people. This man says, okay, this is an older, older episode, but I kind of want to see this. Okay. This, this, we need context, people. You know me. I'm all about the context. Okay. I have to give y'all context. Let's go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know that you have 10 kids. Wow. Yes, 10 yeah. kids. She's an amazing yeah. dad. Yeah. How do you Getting keep it. all those kids in check? Getting it in. <laughs> no. no, I'm just kidding. Wait, Wait, 10 uh, kids? Look, look, look at the people like that. Duh, I have two biological kids. In now, you, you see fat-ass Lonnie Love and that leopard. I told y'all leopard print. Well, listen, nothing makes my dick shrivel up into my stomach quicker than butterflies and, and, and leopard print. Okay? If you get in my DMs and say, Sly, I just want to have an experience with you. I think you cool as shit. I'm like, okay, cool. When and where? And then I, I come out to you, whatever, and you show up in some goddamn leopard print lingerie i can't perform i won't be able to perform that night for you because you don't you don't wore some shit that done triggered me and my 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 little my my phallus that went into into my stomach this is not gonna happen so don't wear leopard print around me ladies if you have butterfly tattoos cover them shits up and i'll be able to perform okay all right arrest adopted mixed with nieces and nephews yeah okay Yes. Yeah, the, the, lady, the, the, lady, the two ladies from the flight yesterday. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus, Lord. <laughs> no, no, I have, um, you know, I have this foundation called Front Row Kids. Uh, I buried my father uh, when I was six years old. Oh, wow. And a lot of kids from the church and different kids in the community had to bury a parent. Uh, I kind of sympathize with that. So we take a lot of those kids out on boating trips, you know, because I'm a boater and I go fishing, do mm -hmm. a lot of stuff with my sons. And, and I just appreciate my sons for uh, opening up their heart and their home and accepting other kids. But we have really pretty much raised between 12 and 15 children. Wow. wow. Okay, that's beautiful. That's effing beautiful. Now let's get to what happened with his son. Oh, no. First, we must revisit what happened to his daughter. Let's revisit what happened to his daughter. Ricky Smiley, daughter. Daughter shot. We must go back. We must go back. Okay. Let's go back. Do 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 Oh my god, this ad is taking so long. Why is this ad taking so long? Dallas-based TV and radio host Ricky Smiley is opening up about the shooting his daughter survived. Aaron Smiley was struck by bullets over the July 4th weekend. Meredith Yeoman spoke with a comedian who says he knows all too well what she's been through. I'm so mad right now. I don't know what to do. That's comedian and father Ricky Smiley. After learning his 19-year-old daughter Aaron Smiley was shot. Trying to pack a bag. Don't know what to pack. Can't think straight. Nerves bad. Butterflies. 
in my stomach, my daughter in surgery. Did he say butterflies? Did he say butterflies? Okay, let's continue. It happened on the South Freeway in Houston. Erin, a student at Baylor, was celebrating her birthday when she and her boyfriend went out for Whataburger. She was at a stoplight when police say someone in another vehicle started shooting. Three men in a vehicle next to hers were shot, and Erin, an innocent bystander, was too. I'm just happy to be here. She opened up about it on her father's radio show. When they got out the car, I didn't register like they're about to shoot people, you know? I thought like, oh, these are just some dumb kids that are about to like place fireworks on the ground, you know, because day after 4th of July. Like everything she feel, I really understand it because I went through it. Smiley says he too was in the wrong place at the wrong time when he survived being shot in 1995. Uh, still got some bullet wounds, still have buck shots right there. As police investigate the shooting in Houston, Smiley says he and his daughter are seeking therapy to cope with the close call and renewing calls to end gun violence. It could have been anybody. She could have died, you know, uh, just, just uh, we're so blessed to have her. Meredith Yeomans, NBC5. So far, Listen. no arrests have been made. All four people injured in the shooting survive. Listen, I, come on, man. I, you know what? Fine, fine. Make of it what you will. Let's get into what happened to his son. Let's get into what happened to his son. Come on, come on, come on, come on. There we go. All right. Ricky Smiley's son dead. Son dead. Let's see what happened to the oh, 32 years old. So he died going into his 33rd year. Mm, mm, mm. What happened? What happened to him? Brandon is Ricky's oldest. Ooh, the firstborn. This is going to put him in good favor. Oldest son. Yeah, okay. Okay. This is going to put him in good standing, y'all. Listen, the firstborns put you in good standing. This is good. This is this is good. This is good for him. Okay, this is a good look for him. All right. Brandon is Ricky's oldest son with his mother, Brenda. He also has a daughter named Storm. Okay, no word on the cause of death at this time. Okay, okay. Brandon was a comedian in his own right and featured in the TV one reality show, Ricky Smiley for real. Brandon was 32 years old. Now I'm gonna, can we assume that <laughs> he possibly might have died suddenly? <laughs> Is, is is that is that a possibility that he may he may have died suddenly? I I don't know. Is that on the table? Is that on the table? Is that on the table? I mean, is it possible that he may have died suddenly? Suddenly, life has new meaning to me. Ah, shit. Okay. Nah, it ain't, it ain't. Yeah, no one knows. No one knows. Lunar, there's a new, new lunar year, calum, moon, shit, whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, listen. He died this morning. I'm going to assume that he died suddenly, y'all. 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say he died suddenly. I'm almost sure of it. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you believe he died suddenly, throw a syringe. Oh, speaking of syring- syringes. Yeah, as we segue into the next topic, and this is the, this is the petty topic now. Okay. If you believe Brandon Smiley died from a, died suddenly, put a drop of syringe in the chat one time for your boy. As we go to the petty hour. Yes, Lord. Yes. Y- y- y'all should have never, ever gave Sly this ammunition. Okay. Y'all should have never, ever gave Sly. Y'all should have left Sly alone. Sly wasn't messing with y'all. Sly wasn't a thing. Sly wasn't thinking about y'all, but y'all came into y'all should. Y'all going to learn to leave Sly alone. Uh Oh, once again, I didn't start this. I'm damn sure gonna finish it. <laughs> I didn't start this, but I was damn sure gonna finish it. They gonna dance on this dead nigga's grave until you know the the CD player skips. You understand? We gonna keep dancing on this dead, dead grapist, pedal weirdo, you know, grave until the the CD player skips. All right, we gonna keep dancing, just dancing. So this nigga ain't been buried yet. <laughs> Says, you know, I'd never let a crisis go to waste. You know me. You know me. I don't play fair. <laughs> now, <clears throat> let's get into why this nigga ain't been buried yet. <laughs> don't ever come for me. None of you. Don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. Just don't do it. Just don't. (laughs) Jay Jermaine, thank you for the 500 Super Chat. Just know Smiley was a huge proponent for us getting those jabs, homie. Oh, and he criticized. Oh, what? He criticized those who did. What? Okay. Before we get into the petty hour. Let's look that up. Ricky Smiley. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't do it. Tell me you didn't do it, Ricky. Then ask, what does this do? What does this do? What does this do? You know, what's in it? They need to stop letting motherfuckers do certain things if they ain't been vaccinated. There it is there. There it is there. Thank you, Jay Jermaine, for that. Once again, run this running back. Let's let this man tell on himself, as they all eventually do. No questions asked. Parents didn't ask. What does this do? What does this do? What does this do? You know, what's in it? They need to stop letting motherfuckers do certain things if they ain't been vaccinated. Don't bring your ass to school. Don't bring your ass to church. Don't bring your ass to the skate rink. Stay the fuck out of Walmart. <laughs> Bitch don't come in Target. Bitch don't come in Sam's. Bitch don't come in Quick Trip. Bitch don't come in Buckley. Bitch don't come in Big Tea Bazaar. Bitch, 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 bitch. Okay. You heard it there. Yeah, uh, Mr. Amazing. Thank you. Five on the super chat. Yeah, I got I got the info, bro. I got to go through it and uh, 
and, and, and chop it down. I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, I, I do we feel bad for this dude or, or his children at this point? Why should we? Sins of the father. Sins of the father. Let's see what else they say. Did you see that post? What's trending? Among couples, women are more likely. Okay. 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 So he said that. Okay. He said that. All right. Let's get back to this dead pimp. That for some odd reason. Now he now, now this now let me give y'all backstory. Let me give y'all backstory. So Freeze is gonna <laughs> Um I'm gonna let Freeze explain the word salad he uses. Cause listen. It ain't going to make much sense, but I, I I get where he's trying to go with it. But then this whole, the public persona versus the, the non-public persona is, is hogwash. But let's let Freeze Love explain to y'all why this nigga ain't been buried in 33, 33, 33 days. Sly, how long has it been since he died? 33 days. 33 days. It's been 33 days. Let's go. People lack understanding. Uh, Bill, appreciate you with the $2 as always. Blessings, freeze, long live, simple to P. RIP, Philip Brandon Gilmore. Good looking. Uh, so, the funeral hasn't taken place because lack of understanding. What the fuck does that mean, y'all? Now, we've all gone to funerals, we've all planned funerals. We know how the funeral process works. Okay. What you mean a lack of understanding? What does that mean? What are you saying, sir? <laughs> what are you saying? What do you mean a lack of understanding? So that means basically the, the, the family that's in charge have their own plans that don't align with yours. And so many words, the siblings, that are in charge of, of his estate or the, the, the funeral process, they have different plans than you. And since you're not being a, a, a non-biologically related sibling, you're just going to have to just listen to what they say, basically. But let's, con let's continue. Lack, lack of funds. <laughs> let's go. And that lack of understanding leads to, a, you know, it makes room for a lot of uh, a major lack of respect. Respect for whom? You're not his biological family, bro. Listen, I get it. You guys were best bros. Y'all kidnapped bitches together. Y'all pimped on women together. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Y'all was cold kidnapping conspirators and holding women against their will and host hostage situations. You know, trafficking these women together. I get it. You guys were bros before hoes. I get it. But once again, I don't understand. What is this lack of understanding and then turns to lack of respect? What in the world? What does that even mean, y'all? Help me to understand this, this pimpology talk because I don't understand the talk of pimps. I, I don't. They sound funny to me when they talk. Okay. It's like, all right. What? It's like reading Dr. Hat. Uh, no, ma'am. I do not like green eggs and ham. You know, 
like listen to pimps talk is like um one fish two fish three fish blue i have more fish than you that's what that shit sounds like <laughs> that's what they sound like to me <laughs> roses are red violets are blue Go out with me because I love you. Come on, you niggas sound like when y'all talk. That's what y'all sound like when y'all talk. I'm sorry. And I, 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 shout out to Sir Ism. I love Sir Ism. Sir Ism, I give Sir Ism a pass because he's a genuine cool brother. The rest of y'all, y'all niggas be like, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great big fall. Bro, I just called to see if we're going out. Are we going out, raw? Bro, are we just going out for drinks? D-R-I-N-K-S. Drinks all around the place. I bless, raw. No, bro, are we just going out for drinks? Did you not hear what I said? Going out for drinks at the bar called Friends, raw. No, bro, just... Can we just have a regular conversation? C-O-N-V-O. Convo is what the flow, raw. Like, bro... Okay, yeah, whatever you say. That's what <laughs> that's what it's like talking to a, a fucking pimp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what it's like. No, bro, you don't have everything. Doesn't have to be a rhyme scheme. Doesn't have to be a rhyme scheme. Okay, doesn't have to be a rhyme scheme. Let's continue. As y'all heard me say before, it's gonna be hard to respect somebody the way that you're supposed to when you don't understand that somebody, right? Now, here comes the word salad. This is where the public persona and celebrity thing gets me lost. Y'all, once again, some of you guys are well-versed in this pimp talk. I don't know. that. I don't. I, my Ebonics is not as, as, where, as where it should be. I don't practice my Ebonics like I should. I don't understand pimpology. So, y'all help me understand what the fuck this nigga is talking about. Why this, why this man ain't been, <laughs> still ain't been buried? And oftentimes, especially when you're a public figure like Sinful the Pete is, you have people who don't understand that. Uh, he was a YouTuber, but okay, I'll let you have it. He was a public persona. Sure, sure. Okay, yeah. Because the average person knows who this man is outside of YouTube. Okay, fine. Let's Let's go. You know, it's like in the scriptures, how, you know, with Jesus. Oh, Jesus, the carpenter? You know what I mean? Jesus from Galilee? Man, he ain't performing miracles, man. That's little Jesus, man. Like, little Jesus ain't doing that special. That's little Jesus, man. You know what I mean? And um, oftentimes when it, when it comes to family members and it comes to people who have known you all of your life, when you ascend to certain levels socially, and in terms of success, it's going to be hard for those people to understand that aspect of you. Okay, now help me understand this part, y'all. Because if this, this, this public persona had his business affairs in order, the siblings wouldn't have to try and figure out what to do with his body. Okay? Like... This knucklehead knows what I want done with my body. I know what she wants done you know like these are kind of these are set in stone so there's once again this is what happens when you have business affairs in order so the fact that this man didn't have a will didn't have a, a power of attorney 
So the next of kin basically takes over and they're going to do what they see fit with his body, not with the best bros that run around kidnapping hoes with. Okay. So this is where the, the contention, the problem, the disconnect is. So because you're, you're saying to them, well, he's a public figure. Y'all not doing it right. Y'all don't understand. No, nigga. There's nothing to understand. Like this is blood. We don't care what he did on YouTube. We're going to do this the way we see fit. And you not blood. You just going to have to take it or don't. Okay. Once again, uh, the family, the, the siblings are running the show. You are not. And they're going to do their own thing. So this plan of possibly having two funerals in two different states, who's going to pay for that? Y'all this man wanted to have a funeral in Chicago and a funeral in Vegas for a pedophile. Who, who's going to pay for that? Who's going to pay for that? What's stopping you from having a memorial service regardless without the body? Once again, this is how you fix all this. Stop blaming the siblings because that's his family. They're going to do what they see fit. Why don't you just co co coordinate a, a memorial service without having the body, right? What, what's the, what, this ain't, this isn't rocket science, y'all. Who, okay, died brokely. Oh, no. Oh, no, he said died brokely. I'm gone. I'm gone. They're going to understand the person that they grew up with. They're going to understand the person that they knew as a child and maybe even as a young person but they it's going to be hard for them to understand and therefore respect and appreciate the 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 famous version of you what is there you're dead he left no instructions what's there to respect Where, what's the problem he left no instructions he didn't have it like that just because you wear suits on camera does not mean your business affairs are in order. Okay. I, I mean, I mean, this is some odd reason you get you, these dead YouTubers that wear suits when you, when they, when they die, some odd reason their business affairs are not in order. I don't understand that. Usually if you're in a suit and tie, that means you're business minded, business driven. You have a business theme centric driven mindset. I would assume your, your, your affairs would be in order. Somehow these niggas be dining, wearing these suits and dying, don't have their business affairs in order. So I, I don't understand what's stopping Freeze from having his own personal memorial service for his fans to come celebrate him. You don't need the body for that. The successful version of you. Right. It's going to be hard for the, the, the people who know the regular you to grasp that and, and, and appreciate it. And therefore, once again, that's that's not your place. You're not going to tell them how they should. You know, ap approach and deal with the public persona of, of their dead brother, like nigga, stop. Respect it. Right. So that's what's going on in this situation, man. You have certain individuals. Who because they don't understand simple the P they really have a hard time even understanding who Philip was. Once again, this is his perspective. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be messed up.
Don't have them brother and sister come out and speak against you, Freeze. Be careful. This is why he's prefacing his words very, very carefully. That's why he's using certain language and certain rhetoric as lack of understanding. Because I, you know what? If you piss them off, they may just come out and, and, and speak against you. And I don't think you want that. But if somebody knows the dead pedo brother and sister and they want to reach out, I'm here for them. I'm here for them. Let's go. Right. So if you already have a hard time understanding who Philip was and respecting Philip, it's going to be next to impossible for you to even wrap your head around sinful to pee and respecting sinful to pee. You see what I'm saying? So this is what's going on. You have his immediate family, which is his sister and his brother. Uh huh. You know, you and they're younger than him. His uh-huh. younger sister and brother. Uh huh. They know Philip, but they don't know sinful to pee. Okay, why would they need to know sinful to pee? Why? why? Okay, everybody in the chat, explain to me why would the younger brother and sister need to know the public persona of sinful to pee? Why? For what? Why? And to answer your question, Brian, where you at? Brian New? Um, that's why you don't watch news clips on the news. You actually go to where the videos are uploaded and you'll hear everything. So in the actual video uh, that's, that's out, they, they did not mute out the part where they lied and say he went for the gun. Okay. So I don't know what videos you've been watching, bro, but don't watch videos from the news media. Come on people. Anywho, everybody in the chat, explain to me what, what's the difference? Why would they need to? Okay. It's not hard. Okay. Why would the siblings need to know the, the, the public persona of sinful to pee? That makes no sense to me, but let's go. Let's go. And because they don't have any clue about sinful to pee, the respect isn't the way it should be. The appreciation ain't the way that it should be. But if you just alleviate sinful to pee and just look at Philip, right? Just imagine like, you know, all of us can, can understand to some degree what it's like to be tight with somebody. Even if you ain't tight with somebody right now, you understand what it, you understand what it means to be. At the end of the day, bro, you don't run nothing when it comes to the, to the funeral. The, the, the siblings are going to do what they see fit. And I'm sure they're ready to get this shit done and over with them damn selves. I'm sure they're tired of dragging this out. Okay. I'm sure they, they cussed and fussed at having to pay close to 11 to 12 grand to bring his body back from Canada. I'm sure they're upset that he had no will, no power of attorney, nothing set to the side to help them alleviate uh, the cost of bringing his dead ass body back. I'm sure they're, they're pissed. And the last thing they want is some, you know, some bro, they used to kidnap hoes with him talking about, Hey, this is what I think you should do. They don't want to hear from you, bruh. That's what it, they, they don't, your, your, your opinion is not needed. They're going to do what they want to do to get this shit done over with. They're tired of this dragging on. This man's been dead for how long? 33, 33 days. They tired. They ready to go ahead and get this nigga in the ground and go on with their lives. Okay. You tight with somebody, right? And how you have conversations with somebody that you don't have with other people. You know, you connect with somebody in ways that you don't connect with nobody else, you know, and that's what sinful and I were to each other. We connected with each other in ways that nobody else on the planet connected with us. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. 
Like nobody else on the planet connected with me in a way that Sinful the P did and vice versa, right? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So because of that, we understand each other in ways that nobody else is going to understand each of us. And because of that, we know we know how to honor each other and respect each other. Once again, you are not in charge of the man's body. The family is. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. Find another way to honor your, your fallen co-kidnapper. Find another way to honor your fallen co-kidnapper. Find another way to honor your fallen co-trafficker. That's not hard to do. You don't need the brother and sister to, you know, have your own little memorial to celebrate your fallen co-trafficker. Okay. The way that we should be honored and respected. Right. But the family, the sister and brother, they don't understand that. Right. So that's, that's one issue. The other issue is people understanding their roles, people understanding what, what their strong suits are, understanding what they're not fit for. Y'all, what the, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> what, y'all, what is he what is he talking about? Yeah, what is he, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? Help me understand. I don't understand this pimp talk, y'all. I don't. I don't understand it. What is he talking about? Help me understand. And then when you understand what you're not fit for, and you know, there's someone else who's better fit for certain things than you are, then you let that someone else handle that. See, what you got to understand that is, you know, Philip was the patriarch of that family. He was the man of that family, right? So when you take that away from the family, it's going to be chaos. What? what? Huh? What? what? Okay, so let me guess. He, he was running two households from two different countries. Is that what you're telling? So he was the patriarch of, of his family whilst living in Canada. And as a patriarch of the family, he left nothing for the family to take care of in case of his early demise. Okay. Okay. If it makes sense to y'all, it, it makes sense. Then that's all that matters. You know, expect it. You can expect chaos when you take the leader of, of a family away from that family, it's going to be chaos, right? Everybody distraught, everybody depressed, everybody going through it. You know, nobody knows how to, you know, deal with this kind of loss. And, you know, this is where it's important to understand roles, right? Because everybody responds to losses differently. Everybody responds to the loss of a loved one differently, right? And you have some people they in a crisis situation, they shut down. This is what some people do. They shut down and naturally when they shut down, you know, a uh, certain business that needs to be handled doesn't get handled. Okay. So basically he wants them to step aside and let him run the show. But once again, the patriarch didn't have business affairs in order to help the family family alleviate his, 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 his untimely loss. He had nothing in place to help them just in case he, he expires early. So he didn't do his job as a patriarch. He didn't, the fact that they had to pay monies 
you know, there wasn't a, sh- a life insurance policy. That's not very patriarch like, but okay. You have people like that and there's nothing wrong with people being like that, right? Because it's natural. And some people aren't meant to be anything other than that, right? But then you have individuals who in crisis situations, their feelings are support subordinate to what's important, right? You have people that no matter how depressed they may be, no matter how, no matter how. Natasha asks, why didn't Sin have insurance? Girl, because he was too busy doing the pimping. Too much of them ism. Listen, he was too busy with the ism to bother with life insurance. The ism was too great for him to, to, to deal with life insurance. The ism was coming in too good for him to. He was too busy fasting on juice and berries and water and shit, trying to flush out whatever toxins. And whatever blood clots that were in his body, he ain't time for life insurance. He trying to get that that blood clot out of his head. I ain't shit. I'm not shit. How sad they may be, no matter how grief stricken they may be, they are going to handle business no matter what, right? And what you have in this situation right here is a sister and a brother who in a crisis situation, they shut down because they lost somebody. I guarantee they have a different side of of this story. I guarantee it. I guarantee they have a different side of the story. I guarantee it. There was everything to them, right? So they shut down. Whereas on the other hand, freezing somebody who. Okay. There it is there. So basically this man wants to take over. And run the show. The siblings are like, no, we got this. No, thank you. And this is the source of the contention. This is why I let him tell it why the man has not been buried yet. Because there's this tug of war over a decomposing body. There's a tug of war over a decomposing dead pimp's body. That's it. Okay, I'm over it. (laughs) I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Okay. I mean, the saga continues. I, I'm get, I'm guessing at the rate they're going, it'll be 40 days <laughs> before this man is buried. Okay. Uh, let's talk about cop gangs or police gangs. Um, let's talk about police gangs. Let's talk about police gangs. Oh, we have the Titan unit out of uh, Atlanta. Shout out to uh, the homie Chapman. Let's see what Atlanta's Titan unit. New tonight, Atlanta police say they're trying to keep you and your family safe by aggressively looking for the most violent criminals in the city. And they're Uh doing it with a special group of officers called the Titan unit. Uh Uh-oh. This this sounds like some major foot-to-ass type situations. Let's go. Atlanta PD's Titan unit. Seeking out the most dangerous people wanted in the city. The goal of the Titan unit is proactive enforcement in our high crime areas. Lieutenant Neil Welch is the Titan commander. Atlanta police, search warrant! Give it up! Serving high risk narcotic search warrants. It's commonplace for these officers to encounter armed individuals and armed individuals in vehicles. Don't move. Don't move. 
Officers say they found three handguns within his reach. Shit, listen. I'm uh, let me be on the record of saying you need cops like these. You need the pipe fitters. You need these guys to go after the bad guys. You need the cobras. Right? Remember um Sylvester Stallone Cobra? You need the Marion Cobretties. You need cops like Marion Cobretti. What was it? He was a zombie unit. That's what he was his he was called the zombie unit. You need cops like Marion Cobretti to take out the bad guys. The only problem is they don't know when to turn that shit off when it's a non-violent crime um, confrontation. Okay? These cops should not be engaging in traffic stops. Okay? You go over there with the bad guys. That's what you do. Okay? You leave civil... And, and and civil infractions like tickets and shit like that, y'all. That's not your jurisdiction. Your dis your your jurisdiction is over there in hell with the bad guys, and they should never intermingle. They should never intermingle. Okay, if there's a way you can f solve that problem, and train these cops to turn that shit off, if they come across a civilian, I think you you'd have a better interaction. Okay, but let them play in the jungle in hell's jungle over there with the hell spawns. Don't come over here for for minor infractions. This is not your your jurisdiction. That's the problem. Okay, you need the Marion Cobretties. Okay, you need Marion Cobretties. I'll be the first to tell you. Yes, let's go. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. I'm not moving. Put your hands on your back. The majority of our work is enforcement based in areas where we're seeing high crime uh, trends or high crime rates. One of the things I find most impressive about the work that the unit does is the number of guns that they are recovering. More than 120 firearms this year alone. That averages out to about five a week. That's pretty significant. Okay, now to be fair, we don't know if these are registered or, or, or non-registered uh, firearms because this is Atlanta, this is Georgia. Georgia is an open carry state, let's be honest. So kind of kind of skewing the narrative a bit because we don't know if these guns are illegally uh gotten or illegally gotten so that's a that's a bit skewy that's a bit dicey on on the rhetoric but let's continue what does it take to be in apd's titan unit we're looking for those officers who take it a step further and, and are going out trying to find those crimes that are really more violent in nature and making arrests related to those now, Lieutenant Welch tells me that the unit has about 17 officers, but he would not reveal their hours of operation, only to say that they're looking for dangerous people weekly. Okay. Okay. Now, let me do this. Shout out to Keep It Techie. Shout out to Keep It Techie. We're going to go to Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge has some pipe fitters. Find out where's my, where's my shit at. Draft, draft, draft. Oh. Draft, draft, draft. Okay, let's go to Baton Rouge. Let's go check out the Brave Department. Okay, you need pipe fitters. Okay. You need cops like this. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Everybody has a function, a place, a use. Okay. Here we go. Let's check out the Brave Unit, Baton Rouge. When this all came about, you know, everybody wants to know, how is this going to work? How, what are you doing differently? Well, what we're doing differently is we're changing the culture of police work. And through our uniform patrol division, Captain Dunn leading the way uh, and talking about a culture change. We are changing the way that we do law enforcement. And the way we're doing that is with a collaborative effort of everybody you see up here, everybody you see here. We have Councilman Wicker here in the front row. She's one of our biggest supporters with this. And, and we couldn't do this if we don't have everybody working together. Everybody's put their egos aside. Everybody's put, hey, what's in this for me aside? And it's all about the community. And it has to be that way. If it's not that way, it's just not going to work. And that's why it's unprecedented, and that's why it's working. It's because we're all working together for a common goal. And the other issue that's making this work is that we have a tangible resource for this community. In the past, it was always police come in, we flood the area, we make the arrest, and then we're gone. Well, this is different because now we have a tangible thing that we're offering, and that's resources, that's help, that's GED education, that's job placement, that is all the resources that Tweedy has got to work in, that the mayor has went in and fought countless battles to get the funding here to bring this all together and give us that ability. And that's why getting this grant was so huge, because that allows us to bring those resources that we're offering to this community. We're not just coming in oh, my and saying, hey, we're going to arrest you. We're coming in and saying, we don't want to arrest you. We're giving you a way out. Please take it. And we're going to support you in that. And we're going to guide you through that. And we can't do that by ourselves. And that's why it's so important to have LSU here. That's why it's important to have our council people here. And our faith-based group. That is huge for them to be working with us also. So. Okay, I want to see them in action. Hold up. I want to see these guys in action. I want to see them whooping some ass. Just give me a minute. Give me a minute. Let's see. Okay, okay. Um... Baton Rouge Brave Unit. Okay, I want to see them whooping some ass. Four months ago. Let's see. Let's see what this is. The mayor and police chief already had a press conference plan to talk about this issue. However, not everyone is pleased with the response. NBC Local 33's investigative reporter Ariel Salk is live outside of the Baton Rouge Police Department with details. Hey, Ariel. Good evening. So as of Tuesday, the coroner's office says that there's been 103 homicides in this year alone, and that's not including the four shootings that happened over a six hour span last night. Now, the chief of police says that they are increasing their presence in areas with known gun violence. Over the last two weeks, it's very uh, clear that we've... Are you surprised there's a woman? <sighs> Ladies, listen. There are just some things you guys are just not designed to do. And lead a pack of wolves is one of them. I take it how you want. I'm just saying when these women are put in <laughs> majorly authoritative positions regarding ah, this is oh my gosh. Okay, let's go. Seen an influx of incidents. We understand that the recent incidents are concerning to this community. They're concerning to me. They're concerning our police officers. At a press conference, the mayor and the chief took the podium addressing the spike in violence. BRPD Chief Murphy Paul says that they have been working around the clock. 
made more than 3,100 felony arrests this year. Based on shooting data, Chief Paul says that they are increasing police presence in specific areas within the community. In the first district, you will see heavy law enforcement presence. You will see our tactical units. You will see our canine units. You will see our aviation units. Chief Paul says they have identified eight gangs or groups in Baton Rouge. Investigative intelligence, which suggested that gun violence between specifically identified gangs in our city Alluming. He says the release of repeat criminals makes our streets less safe, including Luke Simmons, who is wanted for a separate murder after bonding out. And we learned in that process that we had just arrested him from another homicide. He bonded out on that particular homicide and he committed another. LSU Damn. student Allison Rice was murdered Friday oh, morning. Her boss. Happened. You killed a snow queen. See? See? Listen. That's why this is all ramping up. Because you killed a snow queen. Oh, this beautiful, beautiful snow queen taken before her time. This is. Oh, inexcusable we will not be letting the animals kill our beautiful snow queens that we're not going to have that okay we're not going to be having this I, I i refuse to tolerate any more senseless lives taken of beautiful snow queens okay i i refuse coach greg adams we have a slot for you on the brave unit to help protect these snow queens okay position is yours if you want it and co-worker of the shed says he's not buying that the city is being as tough on crime uh -oh. as they claim. Uh -oh. The chief himself gave two examples of two people both out on murder accusations and re-arrested for a third or they're in the process of looking for them on a third. That doesn't sound like you're tough on crime. These people ought to be sitting in prison waiting on trial. A ward that leads to the arrest and indictment for the murder of Allison Rice has been increased to over $37,000. A bulk of that has been donated by the public. If you have a tip, you are urged to call Crime Stoppers at 225. Coach Greg Adams, we need you on the front lines to help protect these snow queens, bruh. What the fuck are you doing, man? What are you doing? You're not doing your job. <laughs> You're not doing your... Ah, shit. Not doing your job. Okay, now let me do this. Now let me find the cop. That was a former gang member, a cop gang member, based off the show The Oath. Okay, just bear with me. Just bear with me, okay, because this is important. All right, The Oath. And I'm still like halfway through season one. Phenomenal series. Ooh, okay, the, okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me find the guy, the cop, that was actually, uh, da, 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 da. who was the cop, though? was the cop it was based off of um the oath um shit police consultant nope that's not it okay nope okay the oath tv show shit Cop, yeah, cop consultant. I'm trying to find the guy. I'm trying to find the guy that was it was based off of his life experiences as a cop gang member. Uh, damn it, damn it. To me, not gonna give it to me, son of a bitch. Mm. 
Oh, okay, okay. Oh, it is Joe Halpin. Okay, Joe Halpin. All right, I didn't know. Okay, Joe Halpin. He's the guy. Joe Halpin. This is the guy who the TV show The Oath, based off of his experiences as being an L.A. deputy sheriff gang member. Him. This guy here. Where's his wiki? I don't want his IMDB. I want his wiki. This pipe hitter right here. Um, cop story. Okay, here we go. Okay. Damn, thank you. Shit. I was getting worried. All right, here we go. 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 This was 2018. And it goes, it was a bad day when undercover officer Joe Halpin discovered he was being followed by the L.A. Department. Uh, a veteran of the L.A. Uh, Sheriff's Department for 18 years, Halpin knew a tale when he saw one. He says, I was driving and I noticed someone off to my right and the way he sat in his car. I thought that guy must be an off-duty cop. I kept driving, made a right, and the guy went with me. I thought that's strange, made another right. And then he and, then he and other cars went with me too. So I thought now we're going into a circle. So I'm being followed. Um, I pulled into an ATM and pretended I was walking up the ATM and watched them park. And they backed into spaces, which is another tell because cops always want to get out fast. So I started walking toward one of them. And as soon as I did, he took off. I got his plate and I was in an undercover car, a truck. I ran the plate and it came back. No record on file, which tells me they're cops. Okay. Halpin immediately called his lieutenant at headquarters and I said, Murray, I'm being followed. He goes, you're being paranoid. A half hour later, he called and said, okay, somebody is following you. I found out later that my department was following me because, uh, but they got worried that there would be ramifications from that. So they farmed it out to LAPD and I burned them on the first day. It turned out Halpin was suspected of falsifying search warrants and consent forms, but nothing came of it. Nothing that is but an entirely new career. At this point, Halpin was scraping bottom. He was suffering the breakup of his marriage and being investigated by his own. That was really the turning point for me. I said, I'm no longer effective as a cop. Obviously, they've lost confidence in me because they feel like I'm doing things illegal. I've lost confidence in myself because I don't think I'm the same guy that I first pinned the badge. I first pinned on the badge. I thought I'm not doing anybody any good. I could end up like a lot of cops being either a drunk or a madman at the end of their career. Okay. A short time later, Halpin sold his first spec script. The sale was the pivotal point. He's been working in Hollywood ever since on shows like Hawaii Five-0, Secrets, Lies, and The Lottery. His latest series, of Oath, premiering on Crackle, reveals a little-known fact about law enforcement that won't go down easy. It seems some cops form real gangs, sort of, sort of fraternal organizations that unite the officers in an omerta that occasionally blurs the lines between the letter of the law and expediency. The gang start out with people with their backs against the wall and protecting each other. You're in this weird world when you're a street cop. You don't have support of the administrators because those are political people who are not going to do anything to defend you. And then the public at large, every encounter you have is a negative one because cops aren't called to any good situations and you have to immediately take control of the situation. So you're being bombarded by the negativity and dealing with the public that you end up banding together to protect each other. 
From there, it's the little microaggressions that you deal with every day that snowball and you end up going down the wrong path. Everybody who has a badge on their chest, honestly, I think goes in with good intentions. I don't think anybody goes into it with bad intentions. I think it's a high octane life where life and death becomes a daily occurrence. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of insecureness about your job and what's going to happen if you make the wrong choice. And I think that causes the kind of baked into the process of starting a, to band together to protect each other. These gangs pledge allegiance to each other and carry names like the Vikings, the Regulators, the Cavemen. Cheesy peaks. Halpin's gang was the Reapers. Each gang member sporting, sports a defining tattoo. Pulling up his pants cuff, Halpin reveals his inscribed on his ankle. Each symbol within the tattoo identifies the gang. Uh, the former cop says he's grateful he got out when he did. Now he finds running a TV show with 185 crew members not so taxing. The training of being a cop has served me well in dealing with crisis. Uh, it's also served me well at dealing with people. When you see people at their worst, you learn to deal with them in whatever mood they're in. Nothing overwhelms you anymore because you've been where it's been the worst it could possibly go. Okay. All right. All right. Cheesy Pete. This is crazy. All right. Okay. Once again, that's him. Now, that's, now he's a basically a Hollywood scriptwriter. Okay. 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 Um. Okay. So it's pretty much all the same stories about him. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is one of my favorite cop shows. Hands down, because like I said, these <laughs> these motherfuckers be doing a wild shit, you know? Okay. All right. Let me see. Did I cover everything? I'm going to get up out of here and get ready. Go with the boys. I got gang units. I got Ricky Smiley. I got the dead pimp. They can't afford the bear. Oh, I know. Citizen, non-citizen police officers. Yes. Final story of the day. And I'm going to get out of here and, and get ready for uh, the Grand Inquisitors. Here we go. You, it, it, even me, I'm like, yeah, it's time to leave California at this point. It is time for Super Slot to leave California at this point. Okay. I ha we had a good run. We had some good times. We had some bad times. But it's time for Super Slot to get the fuck out of California. Ready? New law. Allows non-U.S. citizens to become police officers. Lord have mercy. Now, this was on the books last year. They were talking about this last year, but let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm going to It's time. To, it's time to leave California, y'all. <laughs> it's, it's been real. It's been real. Okay. With the new year comes some new state laws, and tonight we're taking a closer look at Senate Bill 960. This law took effect at the start of the year, changing the qualifications to become a police officer here in California. Now anyone who can legally work in the state under federal law can become a police officer. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> Y'all can have it. Y'all got it.
Y'all got it. Y'all got it. I'm going to bow out gracefully. I'm going to bow out gracefully. Regardless of citizenship. Tonight, we clear up some misconceptions about the new law by going directly to the state senator who wrote the bill, and we talk with the San Diego Police Officers Association about their concerns. Right now, the San Diego Police Department has lost over 500 officers since July of 2020. That's drastic. We need everyone we can to be able to be a police officer. However, we are not in favor of reducing the requirements and lowering the standards. Sergeant Jared Wilson, speaking as president and on behalf of the San Diego Police Officers Association, says they do have concerns about the new California law that changed the qualifications to become a police officer. Now pay attention. This is law. This is now law. And you best believe other states are soon to follow. Okay. This is now law. I don't know if anybody's talking about this. I, 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 I can't believe I, I, I know, I know I can't be the only one or the first one, but I listen, this is now law. Okay. It's on the books. Ooh, shit. Officer in the state. Prior to January 1st of this year, you had to be a United States citizen or permanent resident to qualify for the job. Now, that's no longer the case. Anyone who is legally authorized to work in the state of California with the proper green card or visa is now eligible to become a police officer, thanks to Senate Bill 960, authored by State Senator Nancy Skinner. When you look at California's rules, almost every other profession, lawyers, doctors, are able to be part of that profession as long as they have full federal legal work authorization. It was only our sworn officers that we restricted that way, even firefighters. And ironically, in the military, you could be an officer in the military and you could not be a peace officer in California. So that's why we felt it was totally right to fix the rule. Just to make things perfectly clear, we're not talking about undocumented workers. No, you have to have full legal work authorization. Okay, like we can't get documents for that shit. Like, really? So you mean to tell me uh, law enforcement is going to just run this rigorous checks and balances systems to make sure your paperwork is, is legit as opposed to any other company that, that hires illegals or undocumented workers? Listen, um, wow, where do I begin? I don't even know where to begin with this. Like, this is bad for black people. Whatever, whatever black folk are left in California, this is bad for y'all. Because I ain't sly getting the fuck out. Okay? I refuse. I think that's the misconception that a lot of people have. Certainly. Senator Skinner says it was the University of California Police Department that first reached out and pushed for the change. During a time when police departments across the state are struggling to fill positions, UC Davis... Yeah, you don't think cartel members can get paperwork? You know, these guys come through with five or six bodies. You know how many fucking Mexicans I work with that got the shit on their hands to tell you how many bodies they done had? You know, you know they, they all got the hand tattooed to let you know how many people they've killed. Like, come on, man. The women, too. The women, too. They got the shit on their hand to let you know how many bodies they got. These motherfuckers are stone cold. Stone cold. Stone cold. Stone Cold, <laughs> and that's the bottom line, because <laughs> Stone Cold said. <laughs>
Police Chief Joe Farrow testified at an Assembly Public Safety Committee hearing they see a lot of stellar candidates in their programs who they ultimately can't hire. We wanted to come to the legislature to see if we can't change that law, and that's why I'm here today. The bill passed, changing things for people like UC Davis graduate and DACA recipient Ernesto Marone, who attended the UC Police Academy and passed the background check, but wasn't eligible to be hired as an officer until now. This bill will allow me and countless others the opportunity to fulfill my dream of serving the communities where I was. You want to put a gun in this dude's hands? Seriously? You want to put a gun in this, this chap lip fool right here? This meek, you know, moist soy boy? You want to put a gun in the soy boy's hands? This man has never felt empowered in his life. And you want to give somebody that's never been empowered in their life a firearm? You know? You want to get pulled over by this guy? All right. Raised, educated, and live as a sworn police officer. The SDPOA says while they don't support the new law, they do acknowledge it will help people like Marone. The public demands and deserves a high-quality police force and officers that uh, meet stringent standards. So we're not in favor of lowering these standards at all. However, I think there's a handful of people who have been in this country a long time will be able to hire as a result of this. Uh, and hopefully they become citizens. Do you feel you are lowering the standards of what it takes to be a peace officer? Not at all. Not at all. They would still have to meet every other qualification. Let's say I'm a green card holder. I have to get the background check. I have to meet every other requirement. Senator Skinner says the California Police Chiefs Association does support this new law. Also, I Why is she wearing leopard print? <sighs> Come on, Jenny Chen. Jenny Chen, why are you wearing leopard print, ma'am? Uh, my PTSD. Uh, my PTSD. Uh. Checked with San Diego Police and the San Diego Sheriff's Department. Both tell me they are updating their policies to reflect this new requirement. As for DACA recipients, right now they are allowed to continue renewing their status and obtain legal authorization to work, but new applications are not being accepted. And these one are people that are paying taxes. Yeah. And, just and one of the issues this addresses is that it takes so long to become a citizen. That's true. Uh, Senator Skinner said a backlog of six to ten years, so this gets people who are qualified into the workforce and a, a lot of support from a lot of police agencies, yeah. not from our local SDPOA, but from they're, a lot of the chiefs. They're in the process. They're on their way. They want to serve and protect. Okay. There it is there. Um, it's time to get out. Um, <laughs> I told Duckleheads it's time to get out. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So that that's going to wrap it up for uh, this afternoon. Uh, give me. Let's hey, hey Nick, you say in an hour, you think you'd be good to go in an hour? Because I'm going to set it for six and we're, we're going to get into the uh, the Beatles are coming back. And I, I see I, I see cats out here stealing our, our, our names and shit. I just want to say this real quick. I just want to say this real quick. Thank you all for watching us. From the clouds and thank you for not daring dare to ever challenge us because we're smarter than a, a lot of you and i now see you starting to steal our names and your handles we're, we're flattered but stop stealing our shit okay there's only three plus one grand inquisitors in all of black youtube sir you're not one of them we don't know you you've never been on our platforms never had really no real discussions with you outside of other people's platforms. Please stop biting our shit.
please stop biting our shit. Okay. I mean, thank you. But please stop biting our shit. With that being said, thank everybody for hanging out. Thank you everybody that donated time, energy, donations, all that good stuff. We'll be back in an hour. And to remind everybody why, you know, we're smarter than 99% of these guys on YouTube. Y'all have a good one. Peace.